At Giant Eagle, you may have spotted the Stacker. With uncanny MyPerks ability, she stacks up the perks to choose either dollars off or up to 20% off her entire grocery bill. The Stacker, stacking up huge savings with MyPerks. Find your MyPersonality and transform your shopping into free gas and groceries. Full details at GiantEagle.com slash MyPerks. Perks cannot be earned or redeemed on select items. Restrictions apply. This is a CBC Podcast. And a lot of aspects have broke me. I don't want other people to make the same mistake. That's Jennifer Adamack in September 2022. She's talking about her experience as a student at CDI College. Jennifer's one of several people we heard from at CBC Marketplace who shared complaints about CDI. They're, they're selling you a false dream. It's a fairy tale. My fellow classmates called it clown school. Horrific. <sighs> Disgusting. Unethical. Today, CBC Marketplace host Travis Danraj will take you inside our undercover investigation into CDI College. As we uncover a pattern of using misleading information and some high-pressure tactics to enroll students. Do you believe CDI College recruiters misled students? A lot of them, yes, absolutely. We'll document questionable claims about accreditation. And reveal the real cost of dropping out. I'm Asha Tomlinson. And I'm David Common. You're listening to CBC Marketplace. Hey, Travis. Thanks very much for coming on the show. Hey, guys. Asha, David, good to be here. Now, let's get uh, right into it, because we're talking about CDI College today. And Travis, you and the CBC Marketplace team heard from a lot of people who studied online with CDI, with this private career college, And some were not very happy about their time with that school. Yeah, you know, I I can't wait to talk to you guys about this investigation because it was so revealing. You know, these former students, they were not happy at all in the end. These people say that CDI left them really thousands of dollars in debt and no further ahead in their career, no further ahead in their goal, which was really higher education. Now, the school, CDI College, says that it's transforming lives by, quote, providing a superior education. But the former students that we talked to say that they simply don't make the grade. wasn't organized. It just seemed very chaotic. The subjects are outdated stuff taken out of high schools. The students, we were basically teaching ourselves. I know you spent a lot of time with one student in particular, Jennifer Adamak. Tell me about what led her to CDI College. Yeah, well, Jen Adamak, uh, she's from Edmonton, and she used to work as a technician dealing with heavy machinery. And when I met her, she told me that that job that she was doing for many years, it was really taking a physical toll on her body. When you're constantly tearing down or assembling and torquing, it gets hard on the body. So my shoulder was really feeling it. So Jennifer got laid off. And she was really ready to make a career change at that point in any case. And she really looked at this with optimism, an opportunity to try something new. 
I think many people can understand that, right? She right. wanted a fresh start. And a lot of people do that. They pivot or develop new skills after a job loss. And, and so she starts doing her research. She contacts a number of schools, including CDI College, and she contacts them the summer of 2021. So she has some back and forth with admissions and eventually lands on uh, CDI's Human Resources and Payroll Coordinator Program. And she said that, you know, really she felt that there's a possibility for a new future for her. So you're pretty excited about getting into... I was very excited about this. You can hear the hope and the excitement in her voice. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. though, things don't go as planned. Yeah. Uh, Before we get too far into Jennifer's story, though, let's go over what CDI is and how it's different from other colleges. Yeah, absolutely. So CDI College is actually one of Canada's biggest private career colleges. They've got more than 20 campuses right across the country and about 14,000 students. They've got programs related to things like business administration, to law enforcement foundations, and uh, medical office administration, just to name a few. It sounds all practical and like jobs that are in mm-hmm. demand, but... But uh, how much does it cost to go to CDI? Yeah, that's the big question, right? Uh, it, it is not cheap. The students that we talked to for this story were in programs that cost more than 15000 bucks that A year? Is- that's tuition. Yeah, for a year. I mean, it's it's around the same range as, as universities. And, you know, it's for an education. So some people may say, well, it's worth the money. Right. But is it? You're investing in your yourself. You're investing in higher education, right? Uh, you know, the, the National Association of Career Colleges says that the majority of students that attend career colleges, well, they're in general, they're new immigrants, they're mature students, they're women, they're people like Jennifer that really have a goal of bettering themselves and bettering their future. How does Jennifer describe her time at CDI? Very early on, she was optimistic, but but pretty quickly that shifted. When did you start to have doubts about uh, what you were hearing and whether the program it was pretty well was the accredited. first week? I yeah. started doubting. You know, and some of her classmates also thought that the school didn't deliver what they promised to. My fellow classmates called it clown school. And you know, this was similar to like what we heard from a lot of different students who said similar things. They called it chaotic. They essentially said they didn't get what they came for and they were left to basically teach themselves. Let's pause for a second here because Jennifer's issues with the college really started before she even enrolled. Yeah, that's right. So the problems for Jennifer did begin early in her conversations with admissions reps. Uh, You know, before enrolling, she wanted to confirm that the program was accredited. She thought she was asking all of the right questions. I was going back and forth with her. They promised me it was accredited and recognized. It felt like it was going to be a good fit. But it turns out that program wasn't accredited at all. Yeah, that's right. Once she starts in the school uh, in the fall, it doesn't take long for her to start having doubts about the program, as I said. You know, uh, it, it isn't until after Jennifer invests thousands of dollars into CDI that she finds out in January of 2022 in an email from CDI that only three out of the 20 courses in her program were from the National Payroll Institute. So the program itself was not accredited. 
And that is a big deal. It's a huge deal. According to an expert, too, our team spoke with that told us that accreditation means the program has met a certain standard, right. according to an accrediting body, and it's recognized by employers. It, it meets a certain bar, exactly, and it helps with a lot of job opportunities here. So for some people, employment in their field depends on accreditation. What did she think about in that moment? I mean, she was very emotional when we talked to her. She had already invested thousands of dollars. She said that she wasted months in the program that she thought ultimately would serve her, but it turns out it wasn't going to do that. And this dream of finding a better future was really just evaporating in front of her. What did you feel like when you read that email? I was very upset. I cried. I was depressed for a good couple months, too, after it. In a lot of aspects, it broke me. I felt pretty alone for a while. Eventually, Jennifer learns she is not alone. She finds out there's other students in her cohort who say CDI misled them. After hearing Jennifer's story, CBC Marketplace decides to go undercover to find out more. And Travis, tell us what you and the team set out to do. Right. So really, at this point in our investigation, we wanted to see if what Jennifer says happened to her was an isolated incident or whether or not CDI recruiters would say similar things to us. So in August of 2022, we started posing as potential students, both on the phone and also we went in and won incidents with undercover cameras, with hidden cameras, into a CDI location. And we found that recruiters gave us incorrect information, not only about accreditation, David and Asha, but other things as well. Let's start with Jennifer's program. That's the HR, Human Resources and Payroll Coordinator. What happened when you called about that specific program? So we had almost the exact same experience that Jennifer had described. The admissions reps, they tried to assure us that the program was accredited. In fact, the recruiter said that CDI, get this, never, never offers programs that are not accredited or recognized. But that's not the case. This is incorrect information. It is, but it's information that didn't surprise Jennifer the next time I talked to her. I told you if you called them, they would say it. And HR and payroll wasn't the only program where we received incorrect or inaccurate information about accreditation, right? Yeah, Asha, it it wasn't the only program, unfortunately. We were also given incorrect information about the Child and Youth Services Worker Program. We're told here that there is no accrediting association for this type of program. That's not true. There is one. And we actually find an accrediting body, but CDI was not on its list. So all in all, here, three admissions reps give us false information about accreditation. Yeah, that's quite something. Now, mm-hmm. speaking of that child and youth service worker program, CBC Marketplace had a an alarming experience with one of the CDI recruiters when we called about that program in particular. Yeah, this was really kind of one of those jaw-dropping moments. It was wild. Uh, the, the CDI Child and Youth Services Program has a sobriety requirement. So students have to be sober for 24 months. Uh, we wanted to test what the recruiter says if we flagged that we had issues meeting that sobriety requirement. So as part of our investigation, we call CDI. The recruiter asks our undercover producer if she's been sober for the past 24 months as part of that requirement. Our producer says, no, not really. 
So she tells the recruiter that she struggled a little bit with weed and once in a while some illegal drugs. So this should be a flag if that sobriety requirement is a thing, a particularly with flag. Yeah. child and youth services worker program. What happens? One would think, right, that that's a red flag. But what our producer says doesn't seem to phase the recruiter. The recruiter still tries to sell us on the program and says that day drinking or occasional drinking is fine. And later, guys, get this. Later, our producer is told that she is a, quote, perfect fit and she's accepted into the program. You know, we showed this to a former CDI student. Her name is Sharon Stewart. And and Sharon actually enrolled in that very program. And she says she left the program because it did not meet her expectations. And she was completely unimpressed with the recruiter. That's disgusting. Yeah, a drug addict going work with drug addicted kids. Doesn't matter. We wanted to get a better picture of what was motivating recruiters to share this incorrect information just to get students to enroll. Yeah, we wanted to get some insider information, and we did that by connecting with a former CDI employee. I'm Adam Pollock, and my job at CDI was an assistant director of admissions. So that was his official title, but Adam says that his job really was all about recruitment. And he told me all about that job when I met up with him in Calgary in July 2022. That role is... uh, Essentially, it's a telemarketing role, and it's made brutally obvious to you when you show up for orientation day one. How so? Well, you're walking into a call center with hundreds of people on the floor. Hundreds of people on the floor. That is quite the scene to picture. Yeah, and Adam told me that like a telemarketing position, David, that there were quotas that he was expected to meet. Were there targets? Were there quotas as well? The targets were minimal two enrollments a week. Okay, so how many calls are you making to try to... Uh, Minimal 100 calls a day. 100 calls a day? Was it completely commission-based? No, it was... uh, You had a small base, a very small base, and then commission on top of that. It was 2% commission. What would happen to people who couldn't produce? They'd be fired. After about a year and a half of working at CDI, Adam decides that he's got to quit his job. And he says that that was in part due to the stress of it all. Uh, He describes his time at CDI as horrible. Yeah, he mentions that the focus on enrollment was really part of the workplace culture at CDI. Yeah, and get this. He also says that the company would give out gifts. And for a lot of companies, that might be a coffee mug or a nice pen but not at CDI. I understand that there were kind of gifts that folks would get. Um, Oh, you mean these dog tags? Tell me about that. What is that? So after one year of service with them, they wanted an army. They've got the school name there. and uh, CDI College. Yep. And your name, when you started, and how much in tuition dollars he brought into the school. And according to Adam's dog tag, he brought in over $780,000. I mean, okay. Seems like it's lucrative. Did Adam tell you, though, about the way CDI recruiters actually make those big sales? Well, I asked him about that, too. So were the tactics high pressure? Absolutely. Do you believe CDI college recruiters misled students? A lot of them, yes, absolutely. We should say that we went back and forth with CDI, asking for an interview in October and November of 2022. They didn't directly address Adam's allegations, but they say recruiters may do things the company doesn't condone. 
Okay, so before we move on, I want to touch on uh, the other hard sell tactics and the incorrect information that your team uncovered. Right. So when we asked about the paralegal program, the recruiter gives us a pretty impressive stat. So he told us that 80 to 85 percent of CDI graduates find work in their field across all programs. Unfortunately, it is not true. We find out later that in Ontario, only about 34% of in-person graduates find work in their field of study. And on top of that, we learned of another high-pressure tactic. A recruiter offered a scholarship of $6,000. And that's only, though, if we sign up and start the program on a certain date. And we'll only get the money once we complete the program. Only once you complete the program. I mean, they're meant to help students get through the program, not after a program's finished. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And now that same recruiter told us that we can make up the cost of the program in just a few months of working in the field. Now, we were talking to that recruiter about the HR and payroll coordinator program that cost roughly $20,000. But according to a higher education expert that I spoke with, that is simply not true. And it was what one former CDI student named Michelle Penner said that really stuck with me. They're, they're selling you a false dream. It's a fairy tale. Well, after hearing these kinds of complaints from students, CBC Marketplace also looked into the real cost of dropping out. Yeah, we wanted to know what happens when students withdraw or try to withdraw. Can they get their money back? Well, we were told by CDI recruiters that we'll only pay a portion of the fees if we withdraw early. But they don't tell us that CDI can demand the full tuition for our programs once you complete a certain amount. It is in the contracts that students sign, information that we would have received later in the process, but some people find out the hard way, like Carly Hall in Winnipeg. And I mean, there's so many layers to this of going to this college and all the fine print and caveats. But with Carly, I mean, we're talking about a really heartbreaking life story for her. You know, Carly received life-altering news while enrolled in CDI's social services worker program in the fall of 2021. I was diagnosed with cervical cancer, so it was a bit of a shock. My first thought was, am I going to die in my 20s? And when I visited her in Winnipeg in July 2022 to hear her story, She told me about the huge impact this diagnosis had on her schoolwork. Because it was just so hard to concentrate. Every time I would open my laptop and start doing something, I would have a minor panic attack. Now, this is a serious medical issue. I mean, it's the thing that would have a lot of people put their lives on pause. Yeah, there's so much going on in her life right now, and she decides to tell CDI about her diagnosis, and she asks to see if she can take some time off while she undergoes treatment, given the circumstances, right? Uh, But CDI says that is not possible, and it leaves her with a difficult decision. I was given either I work through and try my hardest, I drop out, or I don't log in for 10 days, and my name would technically be blacklisted. Now, we know Carly withdraws from her program, 
I bet many people are wondering how much CDI now says that she owes. Right. And after withdrawing, Carly is given more bad news. She's told that she owes the full amount of her tuition. That is just over $19,000. Wow. <laughs> this is after only about four months of school that she's taken, but she's she's being told she's on the hook for... All of it? Yeah, that's right. So the amount is based on a refund policy that says that they can charge the full tuition if you complete 30% of instruction hours. And she's told that she's passed that threshold. How much percentage of the course did they say you completed? 32.3%. I owe the entire tuition now. Before we move on, it's important to note that when we reached out initially to CDI about Carly's situation, they did not address it directly. Travis, can you take us through how CDI College responded to our investigation? Yes. So we were in contact with them for weeks, Asha. We sent them all of the information about our investigation, and we asked repeatedly for an on-camera interview with CDI College President and CEO Peter Chung. They said that no one was available, and they sent us statements acknowledging that, yes, there have been issues, and they're continuously working to improve. Okay, you mentioned Peter Chung, the CEO of CDI. Not the first time he's gotten complaints for the schools he runs. No, it's not the first time that he has received criticism. So the president and CEO here, Peter Chung, he's a Vancouver-based entrepreneur and philanthropist. His business roots, however, they go back uh, all the way to California when he started Wilshire Computer College. And I can tell you that the state sued Chung and others Back in the early 90s, uh, alleging more than 10,000 violations, including misleading students. Those allegations sound familiar. Right. So, uh, Asha, we talked to Margaret Ryder in November 2022. She was a deputy attorney general with the state of California in 1991 and actually part of the team that launched the lawsuit. The judgment ordered $12 million in restitution. The court said that the case involved a long-lasting, persistent pattern of fraud. It went on to say affecting thousands of individuals and costing them thousands of dollars. The court finding a long-lasting, persistent pattern of fraud and ordering this massive restitution be paid. How has Peter Chung responded? So in the past, Chung has said that he did nothing wrong, and he said that publicly. Now, after closing up shop in the U.S., he eventually moves here to Canada and becomes the head of CDI College, which already, by the way, existed in Canada. Uh, But there have been controversies with his schools here, too. He did send us a statement in November of 2022 saying that student experience is CDI's top priority and adding, quote, We are sensitive to any complaints that do arise and are continuously looking at ways to improve based on that feedback. Now, we checked back after our broadcast in May 2023, and CDI said that Chung has, quote, engaged a fully independent third-party analyst to do a confidential internal review, and they'll report any issues directly to him. 
interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, We didn't get an interview with Peter Chung, but we did ask former students what they would say to him if given the chance. Yeah, and each had a personal message for Peter Chung. What would each of you, if you could speak to Peter Chung, say? I say you owe a lot of people a full refund. He has no idea the damage and the repercussions of this. You see you sitting back there thinking about carefully what you'd like to say. I don't think I can say on TV what I would like to say (laughs) to Peter Chung. With all of these complaints, who is responsible for regulating career colleges? Right. So we reached out to the individual provincial regulators that were covered in our investigation, and we got a mix of responses. Okay, give us an example. What'd they say? So in response to our investigation, BC's career college regulator, uh, which is called the Private Training Institutions Branch, told us in December 2022 that it would expedite a scheduled inspection of CDI. And of course, Travis, we checked in with them again about that. Right. In May of 2023, uh, they told us that that inspection had begun back in January. And we've been told that an inspection of a college this size takes time, but progress is being made. Now, they say that in the interim, if a student feels like they were misled by any institution, that they should contact them. You are also talking about that group that represents career colleges in general. What about them? Did they have anything to say? So that's the National Association of Career Colleges, and we contacted them back in November 2022, and they represent regulated colleges like CDI right across the country. They pointed us to CDI's dispute resolution process and said that they support members in resolving issues in a timely and appropriate manner. And, you know, you and the team, Travis, spoke to many students, right? Can we go over what we've heard back from them? Has there been any resolution? That's the big question here, right? So we knew that Sharon Stewart got a refund for more than $10,000, but she still wanted to speak out. Now, in May 2023, we followed up with CDI about whether they resolved the issues of the women in our story. Uh, They tell us that The concerns raised by Sharon, Michelle, and Jennifer have been addressed. Now, we know that following our episode, Carly Hall received confirmation that CDI completely cleared her student debt. But after that, and this is confirmed by CDI, Carly says she received a call directly from Peter Chung. The big boss. The big boss who told her that she can return to CDI anytime she wants to study for free. Hmm. And how's her health? You know, Asha, she's doing well. Oh, that's great. Well, that's all for now. And thanks so much, Travis, for sharing the details of this investigation. Absolutely, guys. Great to be here. This investigation was produced by Jeremy McDonald and Tiana Grundig. Our sound design was by Sam McNulty. Special thanks to Lauda Antonelli for technical work. The podcast was produced by Shiloh Fagan. The senior producer is Shannon Higgins. And our executive producer is Nalisha Falani. I'm Asha Tomlinson. And I'm David Coleman. Thank you for listening to CBC Marketplace.
For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.